is good guys welcome back to the uncle sharma channel here today to talk about the azzurri mancini's italy team yes if you followed my channel over the euros you'd know that i'm a big azzurri fan and you know i was there for the good times when italy won the euros so it's only right that i'm still here you know reacting to when things are not going so well for italy and uh, of course reacting to yesterday night's nil nil draw against Northern Ireland, which, uh, you know, a win would have put Italy through to the World Cup. And now they have to go through the through the qualifying, through the playoffs, which now have changed, makes life even more difficult for the Azzurri because it's not a one-match playoff anymore. It's a two-match playoff. It's like going through the squid games of uh, World Cup qualifications now. You know, you could potentially end up with one of the bigger teams like Portugal or Sweden. Um, Sweden would be would be very poetic, you know, if Italy can get revenge against them. But yeah, how did Italy end up here? Lackluster qualification campaign, of course. And Switzerland, credit to Switzerland as well. They did the job. They did exactly what they needed to do. Went out against Bulgaria, got the goals that they needed, got the goal difference that they needed, got the points that they needed. Even that goal was cancelled by VAR uh, against them. So... Fair play to Switzerland, fully deserving to be first in the group and going through to the World Cup in Qatar. Italy, on the other hand, you know, seemed like, you know, things were going well, but it definitely looks like there's a hangover from that Euros win. And um, this is something that I saw happening straight away. As soon as Mancini called up his first squad after the Euros win, it was exactly the same squad as he took to the Euros. And I couldn't understand at that time that Mancini is going to be loyal to the Euro squad, to those 25 players or whatever that he took to the Euros. Loyal, you know, those are the guys that got the job done for him, for, for Italy, really, all of them performed really well, even the substitutes. But after that first post-Euro squad, I was hoping that Mancini doesn't make the mistakes that other national team coaches always do, which is becoming too loyal to the team, too loyal to some individual players that probably don't deserve to be there and this is what looks like what Mancini is doing he's not doing form over you know name or form over players that he likes or have performed well for him over his uh, his tenure as Italy coach he's uh, he's going for the names and this is it reminds me of uh, you know you could talk about it with pretty much any international coach you see Southgate when he first came into England, he was, you know, bringing in, you know, younger players, fresher players. He was picking guys on form that previously probably wouldn't have been picked by other England coaches. Mancini was doing the same, putting in Zaniolo before, you know, he even he played Serie A, I believe, the time he called up Zaniolo. You know, he was calling up Tonali really early on, like he was, he gave a debut. So I think he has the record amount of debuts that he's given to to play as Mancini and he was really you know bringing through youth but not just youth but even players like you know Caputo you know older players that you know probably in the past maybe wouldn't have got the chance he was really um bringing fresh ideas like that but now it seems like he's sticking with the guys from the Euro squad and um and he probably shouldn't now in the likes of Cristante he seems to have this you know infatuation with Cristante especially he always seems to be the first substitute um, you know, Bernardeschi, a guy who hasn't been performing for Juventus for a long, long time. And you have a guy out there like Politano who's been performing really, really well for Napoli for over, like over a season now, putting up really good numbers, goals and assists and bring something different to the team. You know, a bit of pace, a bit of, you know, unpredictability. 
Um, although obviously it's predictable as he's going to cut in on the left, but still something better, definitely in better form overall than people like Bernardeschi. You know, there's, there's a lot of examples I can pick out on that. And I think another thing that we found out, you know, over this past few months is that, you know, the importance of Verratti and people like Verratti and Chiellini, who I've always said, and you can go back to my videos at the Euros, there's a difference in world-class, truly world-class elite players and Italy have a, only a handful of them. And I was saying that when Locatelli was having his best of form at the Euros and everyone was saying, oh, he should be starting ahead of Verratti, he's better than Verratti, all this. I was like, no, Donnarumma, Chiellini, Verratti, these are, you know, the world-class core of that team. You know, I said Barella is not on the cusp of that. There's a few players that could be on the cusp of that. But these are the guys, you know, in terms of mentality, in terms of, you know, ability, those are the guys. And you see that, you know, Verratti's missing. There's always been an issue with Verratti's injury issues, but that midfield misses someone like Verratti, but also someone like Pellegrini. Uh, again, he missed out in the Euros, but once again, he misses out in this squad and he would have been very useful um, off the bench or as an alternative. Um, and Chiellini, of course, of course, yesterday, you know, we needed goals and you know, Chiellini's probably not the guy to go to, but just in terms of speaking to the players, maybe getting the extra edge out of the players, his, his you know, communication in there is definitely superior to what Acerbi would offer. In terms of his choice as well, Mancini, as once again, maybe a bit too stubborn, a bit too loyal, like Barella is clearly every Inter fan, but also non-Inter fans now are saying it, like this guy needs a rest, this guy looks tired every time he comes off, he looks like he's a zombie in his face, he's got like no colour on his face. We know he's a key player, but surely it makes sense to start players that are fresher, in good form. You know, Piscina's just come back from from, from his injury, so he's probably going to be a little bit fresher. You know, he played Tonali yesterday. You know, you've got options there to potentially, you know, go for someone else other than Barella. This guy is playing way too much football. Um, and obviously the other issue that we know is the penalty taking issue. Jorginho missing two penalties in a row against Switzerland and the three penalties in a row, I believe now is for Italy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, he needs to be, he needs to be taking off penalties now. Um, I always, uh, I always like the argument about, you know, people when they get mad about his uh, hop step, hop skip step. And I like it because it just triggers people so much. But clearly, you know, he's changed his style as well now. He's doing, he's taking them properly now and he's still missing, which shows that it's not the style. It's just at the moment, he's, He's definitely some sort of mental block for him in terms of penalties for Italy. Uh, it seems like at Chelsea is doing fine, but someone else needs to take the penalties, whether that is, you know, not Insigne, because Insigne's record is awful for Napoli, as we've seen this year. But, you know, you've got other players in the team that can, can that can step up for sure. And, you know, Jorginho scores his two penalties and Italy go through. Um, so it's, it's a game it's a game of margins. And... Um, yeah, different ideas might be needed as well. You know, Mancini keeps sticking to this 4-3-3. Yes, it's not strictly a 4-3-3. It's pretty much a fluid 3-4-3, 3-5-2 in, in, in action because usually one of the fullbacks is the one that bombs up. Usually it's the left wing, the left back, which is when Spinatola played or even when Emerson played at the Euros, he was the one that was bombing up and Di Lorenzo was the one tucking in. But yesterday it was the other way around. Emerson tucked in and Di Lorenzo was the one bombing up. So technically they're playing three at the back anyway. 
but maybe a 3-5-2 in terms of actual strikers, two proper strikers on the pitch yesterday. They tried the false nine with Insigne. Poor guy, you know, in the North Lionel were playing five at the back. Physical, centre-backs, physical team is not the match. Uh, didn't really work out. You've got guys coming through like Skamaka, a, a technical but physical baller who can get, you know, be rugged, be a bit rough. I think that would have been the ideal game for him yesterday. You, of course, you got Belotti as well, who's also that type of striker. Uh, you got Raspadori, who can be, you know, the guy to play off, you know, in terms of like, you know, you know what the inter formation is that 3 5 2, the small guy and the big guy combination. Um, yeah, maybe Mancini needs to switch things up. Obviously, the 4 3 3 worked perfectly at the Euros, but at the moment, I think the team needs something a little bit different. And yes, it definitely needs more goals. This team is just struggling to score goals, as he's admitted himself. But. Mancini is the guy. I have full faith in Mancini. I'm not going to be the guy, you know, trying to tell him what he should do, what he shouldn't do. This guy knows what to do. The team needs to be in better shape physically. You know, these guys are tired. And most of them are tired. These guys, a lot of them are key players in their club teams. And you can just tell out there on the pitch they're tired. That's why I feel like some freshness is needed in the team. But March time, playoff. There's no excuses for the Sicily team. There's no excuses for Mancini. Mancini, to be fair, was very confident in the post-match. He said, we're going to get through, we're going to get to the World Cup and we might even win it. So I like to hear that confident talk from Mancini. Hope he backs it up. I hope the players actually turn up and back him because uh, it will be embarrassing. Embarrassing. The Euro winning team doesn't <laughs> go to the World Cup. That was just absolute embarrassment. Um, I'll still take that. I'll still take a Euros and not going qualifying to the next World Cup. But it's, it's going to be, what, eight years since we've seen Italy at World Cup? Like, it's ridiculous. It needs to happen. But I have full faith in Mancini, full faith in the boys. Hopefully, the team comes in March in a better physical shape. Everyone's in better shape and all of that. But yeah, guys, thank you for listening to me. Hope you enjoyed this match reaction slash thoughts on what is going wrong with Italy at the moment. Make sure you leave a thumbs up and subscribe. Let me know your comments in the uh, section below. And I'll catch you for the next video. Ciao ragazzi, forza azzurri.